0: Let us pray. Our Father, we simply pray today as we gather to hear your word that you would sanctify us in the truth. For this your word is truth. Show us the power of the cross to wipe away all our sins and lead us in grateful adoration of your Son and our Saviour, Jesus Christ, in whose name we pray. Amen. Please be seated. For those of you who were here last night, we focused on uh, John chapter 13 and Jesus serving his disciples by washing their feet. We saw the scandal of the Messiah who came not to be served but to serve by giving his life as a ransom for many. We saw the cleansing of foot washing pointed to the continuing action and heart of God for his people, for you and for me. And ultimately to the cleansing on the cross, that place where we behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world this morning. And in our church we have a wonderful crucifix to remind us of that. Now if you recall from last night, the cleansing Jesus pointed to was a cleansing that makes a person completely clean. And if you were here, we actually said that to each other, you are completely clean in Christ. And such a bold and true statement can not only be difficult to say, to open your mouth and actually let the words come out, but it can also be very, very difficult to receive it, to receive it and hear it. You are completely clean in Christ. And it's not just difficult for people with an especially sensitive conscience to hear. It's difficult on a daily basis when you find yourself upset or arguing or on the receiving end of someone else's anger or living through the guilt or the shame of things done in secret and under the cover of darkness. So you can come to church smiling and waving and speaking the Christianese language but inside feeling torn up Feeling isolated and unclean because of all the things happening in you and all the things that are happening around you. Hear the word of the Lord written in John 19, starting at verse 28. After this, when Jesus knew that all was now finished, he said, In order to fulfill the scripture, I'm thirsty. A jar full of sour wine was standing there, so they put a sponge full of the wine on a branch of hyssop and held it to his mouth. When Jesus had received the wine, he said, It is finished. Then he bowed his head and gave up his spirit. What is finished? What is finished? Let's start with where because Jesus is nailed to the cross being crucified for your sin and the sins of the whole world and that cross and the tomb where Nicodemus and Joseph of Arimathea will lay his crucified, lifeless body is in a garden. And if you remember when, where Elaine began the reading today in John chapter 18 verse 1, she read out that Jesus goes out with his disciples across the Kidron Valley to a place where there was a garden which he entered with his disciples. It was a garden, friends, where all of our troubles started and have been passed on from generation to generation to each of us and our families ever since. It's the Garden of Eden where it all started. It was there where the man and the woman believed the twisting and distorting lies of the serpent, where they disobeyed the Lord It was Eden where the Lord put Adam and Eve out of the garden, sent them east of Eden away from the garden and placed his cherubim there with a sword flaming and turning every which way to guard the way to the tree of life. Today our gospel begins and ends in a garden and on Sunday morning John will set everything in the garden again. Mary will even confuse Jesus as the gardener. Now, the garden isn't the main focus but its presence points us back to where we've come from and it points us so sharply to where we stand today. It shows us what only Jesus can bring to a finish, can bring to completion for us. And so the Word is telling us on this little piece of real estate called the Place of the Skull, Golgotha, just outside Jerusalem on a single weekend in history called Passover Preparation and Passover, a world-scale event without parallel occurred. Jesus brought to an end, finished once for all time the cosmic damage caused by the fall in the Garden of Eden, not by force, not by a, a wonderful big glitzy show of power, but from the King's Cross, Therefore, Paul says, just as one man's trespass led to condemnation for all, that's where we stand, so one man's act of righteousness leads to justification and life for all, so that just as sin exercised dominion in death, so grace might also exercise dominion Through justification leading to eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. When Jesus said, It is finished, and he bowed his head, you were completely and fully reconciled to your heavenly Father. Completely and fully reconciled to your heavenly Father the fullness of God's love for you was displayed in Jesus Christ crucified, that he would rescue and bear every single sin upon himself and make you whole. If you weren't here on Wednesday night when Pastor Noel did uh, the completion of his series on coming to know your father, he had a picture, you may have seen a picture before, it's a picture of an iceberg And you see the top of the iceberg coming up but it's also half on top and half underwater. So, you see the mass that's underneath the water, right? Iceberg, when you look at an iceberg, it's a tiny little bit that you see above the water, right? And he was talking about that in the mystery of what's been achieved for us on the cross. He was talking about the weight and the pain of the sin bearing that Jesus carried on the cross and it's had me thinking ever since. Ever since he said that, I haven't been able to stop thinking about it because I have days when the weight of the stupid things that I've said or done, and I do plenty of them, they crush me. On a day when I just say something really dumb, my conscience crushes me. And that's not all the secret things of my heart that you don't know but God sees about me. All my sins from my past since I was a little boy growing up, a teenager, in my 20s, now in my 30s, all the sins I will ever commit, now I'm 38 until the day I go, all of those sins are on Jesus Christ. They're all on Him and I'm thinking... Just the stupid things I do or say in in a conversation crush me and weigh me down. He carried everything of my life, the horrendous things that I've done, he carried on himself. And that's just me. Yet also on his shoulders, there you are. All of your life, all of your past, all of your present, all of your future sins upon him on the cross, on his shoulders. He's bearing it all. And yet not just me and you, but all the violence of the whole world and every single person, past, present and future, all of it upon Jesus. How can we fathom it? It's like an iceberg. We see just the tip of this mass of what he carried on him. And so we see the supreme love of God. We hear that we're fully reconciled to our Father. We know that Jesus died for us and that we were crucified with Him on the cross. It is finished. And so Satan and all his forces were were driven back in absolute chaos. And it was chaos. They were reeling because all they hoped for in Jesus' death, all their plotting and all their scheming and all their planning, only served to defeat them permanently and to bring to nothing every accusation that they spit out against God's people and against God's children. He brought them to nothing. Every sin, whether in your past or your present or your future, was atoned for on the cross because God doesn't do anything in little bits and pieces. Either you are completely forgiven and completely cleansed and completely reconciled, or you're not. Why is this so difficult for us to receive? Why is it so difficult for us to grasp? Well, a wonderful friend reminded me this week of a theologian, John Owen, who said this there are two and only two pastoral problems. The first is to convince convince men or women in sin that they are in sin. And the second is to convince men and women who aren't in sin that they aren't in sin. Why do we continually go back to our sins and to the sins of others, maybe in the heat of an argument, and throw them in the face of someone we really care about? Why do we do that? Jesus Christ carried your sins, but he carried the sins of the whole world Who are you to bring them up again when the Son of God declares it is finished? Why do we pick at our own sins as if they're a scab that we want to pick and pick, that it might bleed again and again and constantly be before us? Why do we do that? Because it's so hard for us to grasp that the cross is a finished work followed by the Lord's full stop But if you keep returning to your sins or anyone else's, like a dog returns to vomit, then what of Jesus' finished work? Will you continue to punish yourself? Will you continue to brood on the past when in truth you are completely free of it in Christ? Would you elect to live in shame because of sins of the past or even sins committed against you? If Jesus has freed you from every lie and every accusation and word of condemnation by carrying it all on his shoulders for you. Friends, don't fall for a lie that says it's not finished. You're in your sins. Your past will catch up on you. What goes around comes around. These lies are like inhaling and exhaling toxic gas instead of the precious breeze of the Holy Spirit who declares with all authority in Jesus' name, it is finished. Let's hear what God our Father says about Jesus Christ and through him about us. From Isaiah 53. Surely he has borne our infirmities and carried our diseases, yet we accounted him stricken, struck down by God and afflicted, but he was wounded for our transgressions, crushed, For our iniquities, upon Him was the punishment that made us whole, and by His bruises we are healed. All we like sheep have gone astray, we have all turned to our own way, and the Lord has laid on Him the iniquity of us all. Yet it was the will of the Lord to crush Him with pain. When you make His life an offering for sin, he shall see his offspring and shall prolong his days. Through him the will of the Lord shall prosper. And in 2 Corinthians chapter 1, Paul says, for every single one of the promises of God, every single one of the promises of God. I've got a whole Bible full of the promises of God. God for every single one of the promises of God is yes in Him, Christ Jesus, the Son of God. Yes. Hebrews chapter 10, various verses, says that each of you have been cleansed once for all, that you have been sanctified, made holy through the offering of the body of Jesus Christ Once for all, that you have been perfected for all time. It's a tiny, tiny, tiny few verses of the promises of God. But this is how God, your heavenly Father, sees you and speaks of you on account of the finished work of Jesus, his beloved Son, And if absolutely everything, if everything, and I mean everything, is dealt with once for all time through Jesus Christ crucified, then you and I will live our entire lives catching up on the grace that the Lord has shown us all. That's where we are. We will spend the rest of our lives catching up on the grace that's already been given us because it is finished It is so finished, so complete, so freeing, so healing, so glorious. All that awaits us is a new day. Honestly, if everything is finished, then we pause with nothing more than great anticipation of celebration and of joy on Easter Day. The Lord bless you and continue to unfold all that He has done and finished on the cross so that you would comprehend and jump in sheer joy as you rest in God's provision for you through Jesus Christ, His beloved Son. Amen. And may the peace of God, which surpasses all human understanding, guard your heart Keep them safe in Christ Jesus. Amen. Oh, Father, we thank you so much and we praise you for your finished work on the cross for us. We thank you, Lord Jesus, that you carried all the sin and all the guilt and all our shame of all our sins past, present, all the sins that we will ever commit. Once for all, you bore it on the cross crying out, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Father, teach us not to be like dogs who return to the vomit of our past and of past sins, but to receive by faith what you declare about us, not what we think about ourselves. And you, Lord, say it is finished once for all time. Father, help us to live in that objective reality that you have brought about for us through your Son and our Saviour, Jesus Christ. We praise you and we thank you. In Jesus' name, Amen.